Welcome to Fighting Fiction. I'm your host, Eric. Joining me today are my two fabulous co-hosts. Firstly, Muhammad of the Desert. Uh, I feel like I've been trapped in a time loop. Oh yeah, Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh yeah, he's dying too. He has like polio and tuberculosis. I'm, uh, I'm getting over a cold. And we got the ferociously disastrous figure. Yep. For those of you who know, we're recording this much later than this is Later. Much later. Oh, my fault. Figure decided to start up a clothing line. Uh, yeah, we're gonna make a clothing line within a story, and it's gonna be real and fake at the same time. It's, it's gonna be, and our main characters are gonna wear different clothes every page. It's the most effective strategy I could have thought of in like years. So, Halloween's nearby, right? And yeah, you guys, any, got any good Halloween stories? Uh, um, any good Halloween stories? Well, like when you guys were kids, you know, went out to trick-or-treating and stuff. Oh, yeah, I have a perfect story. So, like, uh, when I was younger, like, I was out with my brother late at night trick-or-treating. Yep. Uh, um, and I came across, like, the weirdest thing. Okay. Um, it was like an empty baby stroller, and I swear to God, I could hear <laughs> crying from it. <laughs> But it was completely empty. Oh, that's that's uh, pretty weird. Like, it freaked me out. I didn't want to go outside at night anymore. Oh. What about, what about you, Figure? You got, you got something? Uh, my weird story is I never did do Halloween. Okay. I feel, I feel a little... It's okay. You know, you missed... I think it's kind of weird to dress up as, like, ghosts and crap. What do you mean? I dress up like Sub Zero. And, and then go knock on the door of your local oh. pedophile. Oh no! I look like a ghost every day though. I, I went. I went to the white neighborhood to get the good candy because they gave out the full chocolate. They gave out the big chocolate bars instead of like little. The rich they did. <laughs> yeah, like the white people always did. <laughs> like the good neighborhoods, right? Um, remember like what was it? One Halloween year, it was. We took. Well, I don't know why, but we took my dad's van, and we parked it on the hill, and then, because we went to like my when the real like friends houses and the van started rolling down the hill and like everybody like all the parents are running down to try to stop it from crashing into like a house it's pretty crazy but we sit yeah okay. oh yeah like we stopped it like they got it stopped but i was like man that was one halloween never forget but it being so close to the the hollows eve we decided to bring up this topic is horror because here at fighting fiction one of us is a big fan of horror, and the other two is like, uh, I'll read it, and the other one's like, I don't like it. So, I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah, figure, Man. why are you such a big fan of horror? Man, I just like, uh, nothingness. I just like being scared for no reason. I just, I just like the absolute monotony of it, man. I mean, it's just beautiful. Okay. Well, Muhammad, since you're the biggest horror fan out of all, both of us, what, what makes a good horror movie because um, you like the movies I think, I think what makes a good horror movie is like um an idea of suspense well pacing mm-hmm. uh, like one of my favorite horror movies growing up uh, it hasn't really aged that well was the original halloween so uh, got a reboot and like recently pretty much is that the guy with like, like the kurt um the captain kirk mask the, the white Captain Kirk mask, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, 
Yeah, the thing with Halloween was that, like, what was so scary about it was this idea of, like, a serial killer who could basically, like, blend in during Halloween and just kill whoever, pretty much, by, like, just walking through a house. Um, and, like, it was sort of suspenseful and, like, interesting. Um, I feel like a lot of good horror or, like, a lot of horror nowadays relies on, like, uh, jump scares and, like, oh, look at this, uh, scary demon face or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, the nun was freaking terrible. Wait, like, that, uh, that was the one that was, like, she's possessed by, uh, the devil, right? I don't know. They all are. <laughs> oh, okay. So, remember, remember, um, in high school, the big horror movie was about, like, this, um, nun or lady that was possessed by devil and she's like kept under like she's like kept under like the hundred floors underneath the vatican because you know she's possessed by the devil and the vatican's like oh we keep her here because <laughs> why yeah, keep her in the vatican yeah it's like the most holy place like she can't she can't leave because you're like it'll kill her she'll die instantly we're in like such a holy land Ooh. right uh Oh man! Yeah, the, the M Nine Shyamalan yes. movie, right? <laughs> it was like the elevator, and it was like this cool murder mystery. And then you're like, "Oh, it's the devil." And you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I just like flipping the jelly on the toast, my niece. Like how insane that security guard was. Uh, no, nah, man, the, he he's Hispanic. He's like that low key, his uh, Mexican dude who's like, whose parents are like first, like he's second generation immigrant, but like his parents are super like superstitious so you know they'd be doing all like the dumb stuff like yo they'd be burning incense every like halloween going out to like uh the little martha and stuff like that like feeding bread to like their relatives yeah it's them but uh yeah i wanna i'm not i gotta get me some toast and flip it on like upside down and see what side it lands on no but like okay so horror like people are attracted to horror because it's scary right and it's like something unusual that you'll get from like every day yeah okay uh figure you, you don't like horror so why don't you like horror uh, not my thing i mean it doesn't feel very uh what's the word okay it's appealing to me okay it's like it's like i would rather sit down and waste my time watching the worst stars movie to come out with the last jedi the bet the best one no <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i'm not that mean no okay here's my category in horror it just it, it's like i don't like the whole demon thing. I don't like the jump scare crap. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I like Alien Five. because it's like there's suspense. When I like any type of horror, it's suspenseful. No jump scares. It's just a feeling like that eeriness and maybe a jump scare. But I mean, five, five, five. Watch like... well, us play Five Nights at Freddy's on like Twitch. Oh, I freaking hate <laughs> Five Nights. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like I don't know what's a horror. I don't even know. Like, Silent, Silent Hill? Yeah, Silent Hill, I guess. It's not really jump scary. One through, one through three, the best ones, and then like, it's just like the Kojima yeah. one. It's just like suspenseful. If I yeah. any type of horror, anything, I like sci-fi horror and like suspenseful crap. Well, Stuff that's not something that just creeps up, but doesn't like, boom, I gotcha. I made you react to something really fast because I flashed it on screen really fast. Oh, let me do it again. Entice it like a second time. Ooh, a third time. Oh, you just yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. A fourth time. <laughs> I hate that. Oh it's man, like, I don't go to the movies and see crap. Actually, it's stupid. 
I don't know, because like when you when you bring up like Alien, I always I remember um like I got into an argument with, like with a bunch of like film nerds, right? And, like in the film club, and we were talking, and I'm like, you know why Alien is so good is because you don't most of the time you hear the alien but you don't see it so it's always like this yeah and, but but they were like no 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 it's scary when you see it and i'm like are you <laughs> like no because like sometimes you just hearing it it's just like the audible sound that you get makes it more terrifying than like actually seeing it right Guess what? Like, you know that movie cloverfield the first one yeah oh that, that was oh yeah yeah um before you see the monster I really, really like it. Before you see the weird spiders in the subway, I really, really like it. It's a found footage so realistic. When a monster, like, uh, appeared in that movie, I was just kind of like, oh. Oh, I was waiting for Godzilla. I was waiting for Godzilla to just, like, pop out of nowhere and just cry King of Monsters. Yeah? It would have been a really cool movie. It would have left questions like, if they just, if footage just stopped when they are got go to a moment of either escape or dying. It's like that would have left such an open-ended feeling to it and it could have, that could have just been perfect. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you see it get nuked, I guess. But And then JJ makes like two more movies. Oh, now we're in space. Actually, it brings like, oh, is it? Oh, well, Paranormal Activities is a found footage movie. It's like, yeah. It's not at all not that great oh i remember what was it um it was on sci-fi right net like the sci-fi network and it had the third up movie play and for some reason went out and rented all of them like the first the i guess the fourth one and i rented all three and i watched them all and i was like man this is all just sound but nothing there like it's not really scary because like yeah. Cause... Like a door opens slightly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how do I put this right? Um, like if we're compared to Alien, right, where it's like the audible, saying like you hear the, like, I think it was like if you were to re- re- like refer to like our last episode, like just being figure, and we were talking about uh, how like you know there's a tactile feel, and like in the sci- old sci-fi movies versus like modern ones, and how like all that like things you look like you touch and like makes all have like a sound that makes it like really good and that's that tension right well paranormal activity is like a house a very like a very clean house right like it's cleaner than most like probably like the average person's house would be because like it's just like n- not a toy on the floor or anything or like a couple stains on the wall you know yeah just like you know like pe- like McDonald's across the room. like show like signs of someone actually living here and they said like hey do we just some actors <laughs> just clean it keep this house clean right and it's just like, oh, door open, and then, or you hear an old CRT TV come on. You guys know what that sounds like, or no? Uh, no. Sounds like a bomb drop. <laughs> it's it just like, <laughs> it's like this high-pitched, like, whistle, and you're like, it's, ooh, it's annoying. I miss CRT. Yeah, um, I feel like modern horror movies rely too much on, like, jump scare? Uh, something like the jump scare, yeah, and, like, and... Um, I, I really, uh, not sure if you guys, like, heard about this, but, like, the Conjuring universe. There's a Conjuring uh, universe? Yeah, and I freaking hate it so much. I, m- I remember because... the, the trailer with the clapping, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the first Conjuring horror movie, it's, it's a pretty decent one. 
And then, like, the second everything one. else after that is just kind of... But the second one I heard was, like, really good, too. Yeah, so, to a degree, just everything else is just kind of, like, they're like, oh, it's a universe, and then it's like, why? It's a universe, we gotta connect. Oh, I got a topic for us another day, but, like, they bring that up. But I would do, like, just get back to the topic on hand, like, horror and... Right, so we start movies first, right? What like so, uh, the sound is clearly the most important thing for a horror movie, right? But what else? Because if you take it like, sound can be used in radio, right? Like so, audio books, or not really audio books, like just say radio shows, how they use sound in their horror, like. But what does the edge in movies have? What movies would have over, say, a radio um, show? Like I think like um, I feel like the visual aspect would be really important. Like, um, a character, like, walking around something, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a good, like, scene from, like, a horror movie where, like, the visuals are used super well. That face hugger. But, like, <laughs> um, like, over, Lights Out, uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever watched Lights Out. No. But, like, that movie is completely reliant on this idea of, like, how like the monster works in that movie is they can't touch light. and so like what they have to do is like whenever a character turns like the lights off they appear they like sew up and they're like some insane like monster of some kind and the characters sort of have to like uh navigate through like using light and stuff to like try to like uh find the monster in that movie and it's really cool and like interesting, and I feel like a visual, the visual experience can really build upon everything. You know, like whether the monster is like there or not, or like the murderers around. Oh, you know, it can create a level of tension. There's uh, the Baba Duke, right? Cause I, that one, yeah. that horror movie, I hated it. I don't think it was <laughs> <laughs> like I remember people saying like praising it. But it has some really good visuals in there, like um, especially when the scene when it comes like reading when she reads the book to her kid, and like some of the nights when like the Babadook, like some of the time like the there's like the one scene where you see like the big shadow, like you never really see the monster, but you just see always see his silhouette, and that I'll say that works really well. Like uh, one of the things that made me laugh at that movie was like the pop up book. Oh man! Like uh, this monster sent this family like an entire pop up book. I actually, like what it was gonna do. I actually feel really bad for like the monster. Like it was like the first time you're rooting for the monster to actually kill the kid. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like, um. but I don't know, because that, in my opinion, like it it has the visuals and like the sound, but it fails to be, you know, scary. In my opinion, right? So like, what? Do you, go ahead. Um, I kind of understand that. I feel like, um, I think what I liked about, like, the Duke was that it was actually trying to do something that a lot of horror creators weren't really doing. Um, and I sort of respect that, but it does fail in some aspects of, like, trying to be scary. I mean, like, the kids stuff, like, it's, like, scary in a way, where it's, like, um, uh, where I wouldn't want to deal with that. 
Like, the kid was, like, going crazy that whole movie. And then he becomes, and, like, like the... the kid from Home Alone. Yeah. He makes, <laughs> he makes like, a bow and arrow and shoots it at his mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I'll say this, right? So, like, some, like, movies have, like, excellent sound design and visual, like, representation for a movie, but it fails to be scary. What do you, like, like, why do you think that is? Um, maybe it's because of, uh... Did you... Like, well, okay. Like, let's let's like, okay. Let's play, probably use the Babadook again. It doesn't really have a jump scare at all. It's mostly just like this very big tension-filled movie. And whenever the monster appears, it doesn't like ah scream like on the flash. You know, it's like you see it visually just grow larger in this like a silhouette. Is it's like ever a release of tension. Mm. You need to have moments of breathing in, in order for the audience to be like. <laughs> They can't hold their breath for the entire movie. Oh, oh, yeah, no, like, this is a bunch of moments of, like, release attention. It's like, whenever the kid does, like, is jury-rigging some something stupid, like, he, 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 like, two, like, Transformers and, like, one of them, like, two Transformers in a row, like, a rubber band he made. I made a slingshot. That sounds dumb. And, like, a release. <laughs> or, like, I he... something to bring me back to reality. He put, like, like... You're in a movie theater. You're okay. He pushes, <laughs> he pushed his cousin out of the tr her treehouse. I'm not asking for, like, low-form <laughs> IQ maneuvers. I'm talking about realistic behavior. Not, not, like... No, no, like, that's, like, when she, when he pushed her, when he pushed his cousin up, like, out the tree, her treehouse, right, that's when the mom was like, we're, we're, get, we're, we're giving you the, like, the, the drugs to be a normal kid now. Okay, I'm, okay, what I'm asking for yeah. is, like, realistic, um... Decision making. ADHD. Not, not Hollywood decision making. Okay. Yeah. Not big dumb. But the, a little bit smarter. I don't know what you mean. Dumb. Like I, I went to the, I went to like the mall. I went to the mall, and I saw a lady walking her baby on like a child leash. So. Yeah, but Why? That, that's the difference. <laughs> the difference between child leash and forcing drugs on your kid is that you're gonna be a normal kid now. Riddlin. No one says that. <laughs> no one says that. Riddlin. <laughs> yeah, like um, that is also. A problem in some horror movies with just dumb characters. Oh, you gotta have you, like everybody has to be dumb in a horror film. Like, I mean, you know, like um, the main character of Get Out was pretty smart, and like that movie worked. I mean, he wasn't like dumb the whole movie. Yeah, but like everybody, like there was another dumb person. Like you gotta have like the dumb character in the movie. Like everybody, like you can't have a horror movie and not have like that dumb friend in the movie. Who was the dumb friend? Like in, I don't know, Muhammad. I mean, like uh, I'm trying to remember dumb people in Get Out. Wouldn't it be like his girlfriend? I watched Get Out too, and that was more of a social. Yeah. Social. Social horror. Like, I can't it, wait for that to like become like a full-on genre. We can't and we get a horror movie about like taxes. Can't, and, like can't use. On, can't use you know what I mean? Can't use the word racial horror. That's a uh, offensive. I guess. It's offensive. It was, but it's that was the subject we were tackling. Oh, was it not? It's offensive. The thing. But, things are offensive, and then there's things that are like it, it is what it is. It, was that was I wrong in saying this? No. But okay. uh, I'm sorry that his words hurt. <laughs> words. Man, old man, a lot of other things in my life hurt me, but I don't. I sit there and just. just... Get, get, oh get, <laughs> getting off this tangent of yours, right? <laughs> well, actually, um, 
Okay, so what I think makes okay what makes a really good horror movie, in my opinion, is that it needs to focus on one idea, right? Just like one core idea for it to be truly scary. So like say if I were to use Alien, right, and this idea of like isolation, right? You guys, these people are isolated in space, in like in tight confined corridors. It's all isolated. Like I would say, like there's barely enough room for like two people to walk past each other. So it just builds some tension, and so like everything, like set design, and like in every scene or like when the camera's angled, just make it help feel that like form of isolation, right? So it's like it's this idea of like isolation, and then like a theme of like maybe rape, right? Because you know, Alien is pretty rapey. Like when you like, Whoa. it is, it's pretty rape. Mm. Like them, like thematically, it's pretty rapey because Alien's like, I'm gonna put my baby in you, <laughs> and yeah. Right, and it's like it works so well because it really plays off its like its idea of like isolation and then its theme of rape and like you have like an excellent movie. Well, like the Babadook has like multiple themes, but never really has like this core focus it wants to do. Like you, you like you spend a lot of time at like the parents' house, like the the like the main family's house, right? But they're never really like it's always just shows how empty it is. Like so it's like oh maybe it's like like loneliness, right? But it's like never really plays off that idea of loneliness because they're because like every other like so it goes like this so it starts like house right with the two family then with family at a party or something or like then back to the house with the two of them again then back with more people then back to the house and like oh it's like this dichotomy between you know they're alone and like they're miserable because they're lonely but then they go back to like their family and stuff like that and like but in the horror doesn't, you know, I guess the horror doesn't have, like, a thing to attach itself to, my opinion. I can understand where you're coming from with that, I guess. Um, like, focusing on a core idea can't really uh, work for, like, a horror movie. Um, like, uh, uh, like, I'm trying to remember some good classics. Halloween uh, 3, Seasoned Witch. Ah. Uh, I'm I'm conflicted about that one. The best one. Because like um, I feel like it it just sort of came out really weird. The Terminator. Like, the first one. Um, I mean the first Terminator. I, I don't know if I'd call it a horror movie. Some people call it horror. Uh, right. yeah. They definitely call the they definitely call it the last one horror because of the travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was truly, tr- it's truly horrific that you sat through it, but like, um, uh, Rosemary's Baby, Rosemary's Baby uh, really plays well, well with yeah. that one, right? That Rosemary's Baby is awesome. Uh, the signing's really good. Yep. Um, I mean, Jack Nicholson, that whole movie is like the single most terrifying person ever. I mean, you just feel like the dude's gonna like snap at any moment. Like, uh, you know, he's with his wife in a car, and they're talking, and you just feel like he's, like, gonna, like, do something horrible. Uh, and then when he does, like, it feels like everything, um, every unsettling part of that movie sort of come together. Um, I remember, like, why I'm remembering, like, the signing. Is, um, I watched it a little recently because of, like, um, so I went to go see Joker a little while ago, and this trailer played. For like a sequel to the signing there's a sequel to the shining yes. it's like a trailer for it came out 
and uh, I don't know, it looks kind of bad. Oh, like it? Like, it's like, uh, what, what the thing is with it is like, the, thing. the dude's son grew up, <laughs> and like, he became like, you know, he found somebody else with his kid. And they're gonna go and, back uh, to that same hotel and they're gonna restart the process over again? Uh, no, it's like they're it's like some Harry Potter bullshit where they're being hunted by oh, people. Oh, oh! <laughs> it, I I feel like somebody like uh okay we're going off topic but like on tangent but like you know what was it Matt Pat from Game Theory and Film Theory that guy that YouTube channel? Yeah. You know how he yeah. did he did a YouTube he did a video on like the the Shining verse. Uh, <laughs> Shining verse. Right where they had like the black dude he's like oh I got psychic powers. And then, like, it's, like, it's related to it, how they have, like, psychic powers, and, like, it's, like, this entity that was, like, haunted Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining, right? And it's, like, all these super-powered kids are gonna get, come together and make a super-powered team. That probably tie into Dark Tower. And M. Night Shyamalan's oh. universe as well, Oh, yeah. <laughs> M. Night it all ties together. M. Night gonna make Dark Tower as the sequel. Dark Tower 2. Like five, there's like four of those books, or probably more. Like, man, Stephen, like Stephen King writes a lot. He does. Like, you stop. <laughs> he, he writes like he writes like five books a year. Like, not make such good progress. It's I mean, not Well, I mean, all his stuff is like hit and miss, right? It's like, it's like not everything is definitely. Not everything's not good. It's like. This one's good, but this one, like, the next will come out, like, that year. It's like, oh, I mean, oh. Not everything's maximum overdrive. It's like, well, it's like, if you do five books a year, you're not going to, you're you, not dedicating enough time to each book. I mean, you, you, you have Child Orgy and, like, It, so. Not. <laughs> That's how you need to rape, like, 15 times in one sentence. I ain't talking about this. Yeah, but did, did, did you not know that was an It? That's the thing in It? That's it, the thing in the book. Like, it, what was it in the part? Disgusting. Yeah, in part, like, apparently, apparently, in part one, after they be defeat the clown, they have, like, an orgy in the sewers. Okay. And, like, these, like, these kids. And then, like, book two, they, they bring, like, part two, they bring it up. So, yeah, like, they're like, hey, guys, we got bonded. Like, Steve, Stephen King is like, man, I need some, I need to fill out these page space. I need to, like, fill out this page. What do they do? He, Roll he needs those pills to be a normal kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing it back. He's like, your continuity. 20 sided dice, and he just rolls it and, like, ah, oh, orgy. Like, uh, that's probably how it goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, you know what, like, um, how many of you guys seen Curse the Cowardly Dog? Uh, and I've never seen Curse. Okay. Fager? A very small amount. Oh, okay. That, that, I, I can barely remember. I can't work with that. Okay, we know we're going to talk about, like, uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> No, uh -oh. guys. I can remember every single episode. Like, I don't know. It's a good horror cat dog. Oh, okay. uh, oh. it's so fucking gross. Body horror. Okay, <laughs> so body horror. Uh, we'll just do that because that's cat and dog. Cat dog. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, I. You mentioned body horror. Tokyo Ghoul. You know that, that YouTube Ghoul. series with the homunculi or whatever? There's a <laughs> the homunculi. You mean yeah, the some, with the lady? Oh no. No, okay. I mean, some dude took his sperm and put it in an unfertilized chicken, and then it grew into a, like a parasite. In so, oh, oh, and it's like, that's, that's weird. <laughs> and it started in, like it's obviously fake, but it was just pretty funny. Oh, watch this dude do this. Well, he's like this Russian guy. 
You talking about real hard? That, that was the closest I ever got. Okay. Well, help me talk about video games then, because that's a really good like way to segue to horror. Besides, you know, we talked about reading, because we did read some stuff. But like, uh, I figure I know you played Silent Hill, right? I played it. Okay. Uh -huh. I watched somebody play <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. I, okay. That's so, how I consume my video games nowadays. I like. Uh, okay. So. I'm gonna edit this out, right? No. Uh, <laughs> no, keep it in. What? Okay. No, but yes, I have watched playthroughs of many of these types of games. So. That's, a that's a conversation for another day we'll have. <laughs> but, but, um. What, me killing the game industry? <laughs> 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 hey, I'm, I didn't make the let's plays. These, these guys made the Well, okay, so here's the thing about horror, like, horror review games and, like, how it's different from, like, say, horror and, like, movies and books. And like and radio, like stuff like that, right? Where survival horror, you know, like say Resident Evil, like the, the daddy of it, and how it's like this idea of like you have ammo consumption, like why it's scary is because that you decide to shoot your bullet now, or like you waste the bullet on a zombie now, or like save it for later, and like it's the idea of like porting, like how do I put this? Right, because a lot of like you can see a lot of pro like good like speedrunners play at like say Resi One, pretty fast without killing a zombie. They just run like juke past everything. Like, oh. But uh, if, like if you're not good, like you play it for the first time, it's this idea like you're like there's you got to go through this hallway and there's like a zombie there. And you're like, oh, how do I get past here? And like you have to waste this bullet. And like there's a possibility that there could be more zombies down that hallway that you can't you know get rid of. And it creates like this sense of tension, tension that can only be done through its medium of a video game. I think it's really well because if you're making like I say a game, it has to like the the well, how about this it has to work through the mechanics, right? The, the story has to work through the mechanics. So if you're in a zombie apocalypse, right? Bullets and ammo are not going to be like at the grocery store like they are now, right? <laughs> so yeah, right. So now you have to like. Can't just wait. You can't just go shoot up a store, like shoot up and then go like to Walmart and say, "Hey, I'm uh -oh. can't go kill a zombie horde and then go to Walmart to pick up some more bullets to kill some more zombies." No, you gotta like, you gotta be like, "Oh, this one bullet gotta last me like two days, just in case like a mob of zombies come." Yeah, um, another really good horror game is like uh, Dead Space. Uh, that's it's like really freaky and insane. A lot of body. Well, you'll be getting out of an elevator and you'll be being chased by a monster or something. A lot of body horror. And, like, the too. bullets are, aren't enough. Uh, yeah. And, like, it just sort of offers this, like, sense of, like, uh, dread, I guess. Because you don't know when you're going to, like, run out of stuff. It's, uh, and it's, like, you don't know if you'll live. It's also, it works with the theme, like, say, because this is, I'll say it's heavily inspired by Alien. Because, like, you're stuck in a ship again, but you're isolated. Even though you have people on comms, right, you can talk to you, they talk to you on occasion, you're still isolated because a lot of the corridors are always, like, they could fit probably one other person walking right next to you, right? But, like, other than that, it's, like, you're in these just long corridors, walking down them. You hear sounds because it plays with the audio really well. And once again, you have that management of, like, oh, do I want to waste a bullet here or not? And that works really well with horror. And, like, yes, it does really well. And I... But make, makes it a pretty good game until like the the sequels when they become like more uh, Resident Evil 5 where a dude punches a boulder I'll watch our YouTube channel for figure to punch a boulder but 
Yeah, he's, un game. he's unpunchable in real life. He's you see my knuckles get bloodier and bloodier as I continue to punch this large boulder for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Donate to our Patreon. But. Fix my broken hands. There are. Please. I have so many medical patients. <laughs> Please. Right. But. Let's. But like, we keep bringing, like, say, because body horror, right? Mohammed, you, 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 once again, a big horror fan amongst us. Right, what is a yeah? What makes body horror good? Um, like good body horror is like hard to come across nowadays. But like, um, he got. A, I feel like if his like man, um a man shitting out another man. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like um, a good example I'd like to bring up is like, of course, like uh, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Because um, he goes through an entire transformation in that move that's sort of, like, slow and, like, subtle. I mean, he starts out this, like, very, very nice guy who, like, ends up, like, changing as the movie goes on. I mean, the, in because, the introverted scientist who then, like, like, gets a girlfriend who teaches him that, hey, maybe life isn't all about work. And then, uh, yeah, and then he becomes, like, a horrible monster. Like personality-wise, and then, actually, like literally. Yeah, like, and it's sort of like, the makeup work in that movie is incredible. Like, you know, like you see, how fully grotesque it is, and it just sort of like gives you this like, uncomfortable feeling in your spine, when you like see it. Like anytime I see like a Junji Ito work, I'm just kind of like, um, I curl up afraid like what I'm seeing but I can't look away you know what because I, of just how grotesque it is Uzumaki is not scary all the way through yeah that's true <laughs> I mean there's like sequences where like you're like oh and then god it keeps going okay what was it I remember my friend told me like yo Uzumaki really good you gotta read it and I was like okay I'll read Uzumaki and I remember I was like I, I got like scared from like the first chapter and then the second chapter and I was like okay then chapter three happened. And I was like, "Oh, we're still going. We're still. We're talking about spirals. I guess it's like a four hundred continuing. I guess." And then like chapter thirteen, and we're like, "Now we're having a stand battle with spiral hair." And you're like, "Oh, sure." And then like by the end, you're like, "Oh, it's a like a uh, H.P. Lovecraft monster was living underground the entire time that was that was turned like every thousand years turned the entire town into like a giant spiral." And you're like, "Oh, like." It, it starts really good. And then, like, like honestly, and then just kind of spirals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because it's about spirals. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Like, we already laughed. Like, I laughed at it. Cause... <laughs> no, I like... love puns. Oh, we, we do too. Like, okay, so uh, me and Muhammad both read some, like, horror comics. Because horror books. Hard, pretty pretty hard to find, right? Um, I read like one. <laughs> he read the Ice Cream Man, an image book, uh, uh, which is an anthology. So I guess it's technically a bunch of books. A horror anthology. Uh, yeah, but doesn't feel that way towards like the third issue. Um. Uh, okay. Like I read I read two, right? The first one. It's pretty pretty cool, right? Because it's such this ice cream man, you know, giving kids ice creams. And you're like, hey, what you want, son? He's like, I want, ice yes. I want an ice cream. Double scoop. And he's like, sure thing. 
two scoops, and then it goes into like the, it talks about the Brazilian banana spider, how it's like the deadliest in the planet, and then he walks oh. in, he takes a step inside, and like oh, that sort of horror happens. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I feel like it starts pretty interesting, uh, with like this sort of suburban setting, and then like. Uh, this kid and a spider, but then a bunch of sit starts happening. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, okay, okay, so there's this wolf monster. Okay. It's eating cats. So, so here, then... okay, so here's the thing, right? The first, like, six pages is some Junji Ito class, like, horror, right? Expertly done, well-paced, panel properly, and then, then we, then, then after that, it just starts going down, it starts spiraling out of control, too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's this wolf monster, and then, like, there are these two cops, and then, like, it's all connected to this ice cream man, who's just kind of doing stuff. Um, like, his whole thing seems to be that he's just doing random things to, like, cause some sort of grief or misery. Like, you know, he's giving everybody ice cream cones that seem to do something, and he's using his truck, but, like, it's all a little hard to follow by the end. Uh, you know, we have this simple thing of, like, the spider, who just seems to bite things that cause poisoning right away. Because it's, like, it's a deadly, it's a poison, it's a venomous spider, it kills you. Yeah. Um, and then the second is, who is just a bunch of, like... Drug addicts? Uh, it, it follows two drug addicts, um, who are, like, going through, like, a bunch of just horrible misfortune. Uh, and... It's a sort of, it's a little more focused. It's not like there are no monsters or anything. It's just these two, like, drug addicts who are slowly losing. And then, like, uh, by the end, the ice cream guy sort of comes in and, like, gives one of them, like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know what to call it, like, Superman? I think it was, uh, uh super, like, I guess, like, Superman. Right? He's like, he's like, he's the purest of the pure. Like, it's so pure, like, the... The, he's like like it's so pure that not even like the the smugglers can get this it's like <laughs> it's that walter white level of pure i just like he literally makes it right there on the spot with his magic hands like cha there you go and she overdoses on it and you're like oh and then the third issue just it doesn't really feel like a horror anymore it just sort of feels kind of sad it's like uh this dude who used to be a rock star uh who like wants to be like who's just sort of miserable about his current life and sort of sits in a diner talking about this one hit wonder he had. um and people just sort of like gawk at him and then the ice cream man comes by and is like hey here's some ice cream dude um and he eats it and he ends up like being in a weird dream world where like uh there's like a rock star war going on and it's like a rock opera and like uh he ends up, like, waking up from it later, like, because it's all a dream. And, and that's sort of the whole story, is, like, him going through this weird dream sequence. But, like, it's, it just sort of feels like the weakest out of the two. Now, the first one, it's like this, like, um, horrible suburban incident that happens. And then the second one is, like, these two drug-addicted people, like, losing their minds. There's nothing um, much scarier than like, scare like people, realist people trying to get their drugs. Yeah. 
yeah, just sort of like this, like, uh, really sad and horrible sight. But, like, I don't know what the heck's up in that third issue. Just sort of, like, Fel- really random and odd. Failure is one of the greatest fear we can ever have. Yeah, but okay. I don't know. I got I got to defend, defend it somehow. Figure, I, I sent you something. You take a look at this. I'm reading and freaking out. I'm freaking out. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, so good. Like, like we, we started spiraling out of control. <laughs> started it's no killer tomatoes, that's for sure. Oh, it's killer tomatoes. But, okay, like, so that's like one horror comic, right? I, I've read Vampirella. Like the 1969 classic Vampirella, where it's just like a bunch of horror anthologies until you get to the Vampirella story, which is more comedy than anything, right? She's not like some vampire slayer. She's like, oh, like this kind of like ditzy vampire who's like goofing around on like Earth and stuff like that, right? And it's like, but the anthologies are arranged from like, hey, there's this dude who's on like him and his like lover are on this boat and cast away in the middle of water. And then it will talk, go straight to like, they're both dead all along <laughs> when they get okay. re- when they get rescued or like, it's always like this, like, it tries to be like, say, like Twilight Zone, where it's always like this random, like a plot twist or something that happens. They try to like subvert your expectations at the end. It's like, hey, you didn't see this coming. So it's kind of, is it scary? And you're like, not really, but it, it, it I guess. Like, for the time, it'll probably be, like, really scary. Right? Uh-oh. But... Yeah. Not now, though. There's, um... There's, like, um... I'm trying to think of, like, good horror anthologies. The only thing that really comes to mind is, like, earlier Tales from the Crypt. Where, like, um... It's sort of, like, uh... You have stories like this old dude who, like, uh wants to like uh, get the affections of like this checking so like he starts like going to a surgeon who like keeps charging him money for like younger parts um, and like he keeps giving him money until like he's like young again but like he, he's been completely robbed and like uh, the lady goes off of the old dude who is a completely different guy and it's just sort of confusing uh, but, like, there used to be, like, some really good, like, horror stuff. Uh, but nowadays, it's just kind of, like... Um, Ice Cream Man and whatever Junji Ito writes. Yeah, whatever <laughs> he feels like writing that day. <laughs> like, uh, spirals. Uh, uh the, okay. these two people are going to have a stand battle with their hair. Uh, here's, uh, here, here's, like, uh, some, like, weird like chick who eats people oh go or like the 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 fault um the holes in amagi fault line or like forget the name of that one where it's like everybody that sees a hole will go to the one that they're drawn to because there's apparently there's a hole for everybody specifically tailor made for them and they just keep walking through it even though their body keeps getting squished and like spaghettified i i like the i like the whole story um, just because of like how like uh, like how drawn the people seem to feel, 
Like, um, it's just these people seem perfectly rational, and then, like, they, they feel this weird supernatural sense of, like, being dragged into these holes, uh, and, like, they can't stop, and it's, like, some horrible, like, Japanese tragedy that happens. Uh, yeah, like, I like that whole story a lot, because it was one of the first, like, uh, Joji Ito stories I ever got into. Uh, and, like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like horror can, like, uh, really play upon, like, fears really well in this interesting way. Um, like, you know, it can psychologically, like, mess with you in an interesting way. Uh, and you don't really, uh, have that enough anymore. Because it'll just mostly be that Hollywood, like, oh, is it a Conjuring movie? Clap, like, cl let's, cl let's make that. Two clappings? Well, <laughs> okay, well, you know, we're still, we live in the 2000s, right? And we're reaching 2020. And we're still in the hype, we're in the peak superhero, like, age of our... Oh, I don't know. We're, like Sony, Sony's gonna do the Valiant verse, but apparently with Vin Diesel. Yeah, we're doing we're doing Valiant verse, but right, Marvel during the '90s came out with a horror anti-hero, or should have been a horror anti-hero with Ghost Rider, right? I read some Ghost Rider because I hear like a lot of Ghost Rider fans like, oh yeah, there's some good horror right here, and like. For super good horror hero, I'm like oh yeah, let's, let's get into this, and I read it, and this is just a superhero story, <laughs> right? Um, how do I put this, right? You, you, Muhammad, you've read Curse and Brimstone before, right? Uh, yes. Right. How would you describe that in a sense? Um, Curse of Brimstone is like uh, this dude going through like uh. A terrible like transformation i guess yeah it's like um like it starts with like his town completely gone and he's on fire and he doesn't really like he, he's just sort of like horribly stricken by this okay so like um, body horror right we got body horror in there right and like then an element of it right and then um, you have like he totally makes a deal with the devil right and then he got lost because he glasses his entire town except his sister, so it's like his last remaining relative, right? And it's like it's like in the way it's like it's sort of tragic because he's this he becomes this monster because he thought like what is it? He I, thought like the town would be like saved, okay. right? Like um, he's like the dude's like, like uh, you want to make this like deal like um make this deal with me and your town will be remembered. Um, and all it's remembered now is this giant creep. Um, so, like, it's one of those irony things that happen. Uh, where, like, you deal with him, and he just sort of gives you, like, the opposite. but Or, like, some sort of exaggerated version of that thing. Uh, but, yeah, Curse of Brimstone is really cool. So, just... Like, if you guys are listening, read it. Uh, not Ghost Rider. Or don't, because it got cancelled. I mean, it, it works as a graphic novel, but, like, it's really good. Right, um, but, uh, so, I read, I read, like, Ghost Rider, because Brimstone is literally just the, uh, you know, hey, Marvel hasn't written a good Ghost Rider book in, like, 
30 years. Well, then let's let's write. Let's make one our own cells, right? Or or ever. They never made a good one, so we we'll make a good one. <laughs> and so like Ghost Rider is the spirit of vengeance. So like at first like when you hear this, you're like, "Oh, so he got, has to be like sort of scary." And it says like, you know, shadows, he has a chain, you grab people, give them the pen and stare and like like, "Oh, yeah, it'd be really cool." He's like this like this evil dude who like preys upon other evil people. Instead, he's like this regular superhero who talks to the cops and like drives by. Like he just yeah. he just touches a hood cap because, you know, it's a superhero comic. And like <laughs> If I were to say this, right, like, I would say Brimstone works better, like, as body horror, body horror than anything, than, like, say, like, say, uh, Ghost Rider does, where Ghost Rider should be this thing that, like, lurks in the shadows, or, like, it should be Spawn, right? It should be Spawn, <laughs> but instead it's, it's Spider-Man, but on, like, on a flaming, with a flaming skull and, like, yeah. and a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's ever existed a good ghost rider story i mean you could like look at the nick cage movies but those are insane (laughs) nick cage like uh put on a bunch of paint and like yelled at a bunch of people at a movie set that's what happened i'm a cat Oh, like a uh, figure. You're a Ghost Rider. You're Nick. You're a Ghost Rider, Nick Cage fan. I'm a Nick Cage fan, not a Ghost Rider. Fan. <laughs> I like Nashtra and uh, I like the one where they drove the cars. And I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Nick Cage doesn't care about him as an actor, and this is like, if you get Nick Cage as an actor, you get Nick Cage. You don't get someone who plays a part. Screaming very loudly. Nick Cage scares me. <laughs> yeah, like, um, the only reason he d- does these movies is to, like, pay off these horrible debts he has. Yeah, like, he has to pay off his castle. He has, his com- he has a comic book. He buys a lot of comics, too. He's a, he's a big nerd. He, he should have enough money. For bribing back the Declaration of Independence. He put a fake one inside the real one <laughs> instead of the real one. He put a fake one inside of the real one with the but was hidden the was hidden behind the fake which actually he doesn't have. He has the fake and the real one. Okay. The real one is still with the inside the case. I'd believe that. No but I'd, I'd believe that. So okay, but like we <laughs> we've talked about horror for like for a while now, and like the consensus is, uh, horror is really hard to nail because it's it, it requires a lot of things to it, right? Because say you have a char- you have a monster or a character, right? Then how do you how do you build upon that? And right? so with Alien, you like you, you like say for a horror movie, do you build the story first, or like do you, does, like do you come up with the monster first or the setting first? 
right? Okay, that's that's pretty it's pretty weird. <laughs> Create a theme and then you do um, yeah, like, I feel like horror requires a certain set of, like, precision, like, camera work, and, like, actual good actors, or, and, like, and, like, not bad people. I think it's more of a, like, like, that's for film, right? Because you need, like, you, you need everything. You need, like, yeah. audio, good audio, good cinematography, you know. You could pay some, like, high school actors because that was, like, Halloween. Like, hey, you guys, you guys graduated from high school as, you know, a drama club, right? Here. Be in our movie, and like, you guys work cheap, and uh, <clears throat> right, you need that, or you need, you know, say if you're writing a comic, then, or say a book, right? You, you need to know how to draw in, like how to scare the reader, and try to maintain it. Because if you go too long, you like, if, it, if the if, like the like figure says tension lasts too long, then the scares are gone. Because yeah, or you, you end up like Junji Ito with Uzumaki, and like you have like Stan Bells with your hair. Into Cthulhu monster, oh. into Cthulhu monster, and you're like, oh, well, you know, it was good in the beginning, and then like, it's that meme where you had me in the first half. <laughs> but I don't know. You guys have any f final thoughts for the horror or no? Like for horror. Um, just uh, I hope like uh, we get to see more good horror stuff in the future. That's like uh, not completely uh, Hollywood driven or trend driven. And that, like, uh, we'll get more stuff in the future. Bird Box? Uh, that's, like, uh, not <laughs> Bird Box. Or, um, some sort of weird Quiet Place ripoff. Tall Girl? Um, uh, yeah, that's a war in itself, I guess. Yeah, it's just a travesty uh, from my eyes when I saw it. <laughs> guys, he's tall. Like, don't you guys relate? It's just scary because, you know, people that tall are truly terrifying. Oh, I, I don't know what the, the whole point of that movie is, but I'm getting off track. Right. Um, just, I guess my final thoughts are I, I, I hope more good horror stuff gets made in the future, and it's it's not all by Blumhouse. Um, don't worry, Netflix is going to come in and save the day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, figure what about you. You have some final thoughts on Netflix? I want everything to be remakes. Till the end of time. Okay. I want, I want a real movie. No, no, here, here's my thing. Okay. I wish movies were a little bit more subtle. Oh. Horror movies have been a little bit more subtle in suspense. Something like M. Night Shyamalan did with Signs is kind of the example of that. Even though that wasn't a very good movie. Water! This they, 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 yeah, see, there you go. They, they went to a planet where it's like 75% water. I, okay, who says aliens are smart? Well, if they can, like, travel vast like vast distances in space like say like in the few minutes get from like saturn to earth right they they got to be some kind of intelligent to know like well, are all humans smart or are there some dumb humans out there look look a lot of people play with they... they were sending their chimpanzees <laughs> and you didn't even realize it they're sending alien chimpanzees to earth and you didn't even think about like they the ones fight like i don't know do like do our chimpanzees fly spaceships that's my final thoughts Okay. Aliens are sending their their, their apes and the chimpanzees to test out who see the gray boys are not the true boys. You know we're gonna have a like air, live at Area 51 next year. Live at Area 52. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna rate that one. We're gonna find that one. All right, but like uh, my final thought would be like uh, I think horror is probably the <laughs> it's probably the hardest <laughs> one the hardest genre to get 
or like be made like have made well like for yeah. a buck because it, like despite like what other forms of medium it is it requires it requires a master of their craft in my opinion like you can't just have terminators or like you know terminator f the sixth one right or that one's a scary movie because it's still going right or it's an idea of scary it has to be like you know this has to like scare the person when they sit down and like consume it rather than like this I it's a scary idea but none of none of the like the aspects uh, go off on it right or, like it play into like what adds to like the idea like alien does or rosemary's baby or exorcist or uzumaki in the beginning right but we're gonna end it there so muhammad where can we find you <laughs> Um, oh god, it's been a while since, uh, like, uh, at 20,000 times. Like, I think it's that, that's it. It's a Twitter. Oh. And, so, uh, it's Twitter. And figure, where can we find you? Twitter, figure underscore zero one zero. Mm hmm And you can find, oh, okay, not the YouTube, the figure. Oh, you want the, you want the fake one? Okay. Um, <clears throat> figure has a YouTube. XXX. Shy. Two I'm, I'm glad I wasn't OJ this time. <laughs> I forgot that was my joke. Wait, which joke? What did I do that joke? That was a good one. I like it. <laughs> and you can find me at um, Eric Bogell on Twitter. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to our Halloween special. We'll see you again soon. Go check out OJ's Twitter.